Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us, with us today. We've got Lori out in Hawaii, and we've got Bradley Trainer hanging out with us for another hour here. We're having a lot of fun, and unfortunately, though, we got to get to some sad news about Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, you guys. Just a sad, sad story This is here. the other shocking news over the weekend. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, it really it really was, because did, did we, is that what we learned, that it was, an, it sounds like an accidental overdose? As of right now, that's what they're saying. They have toxicology reports have found multiple drugs, opioids. I think there was some benzodiazepine, which is a, basically a Xanax in there. There has been confirmed reports that they have found multiple drugs in his system. So, oh, Taylor, yeah. God, he's he's so hot too. He was like, you know, I don't know, Bradley. I have a thing for skinny drummers with long hair. Yeah, I I I am not <laughs> surprised at all. And I know Colleen actually, she likes. Skinny, what does she call them again? Like skinny hot? I don't know. Guy, like I think yeah. I don't know if Taylor Hawkins was on her list, but she too has a thing for Pete Davidson, yeah. the MGK. Yes. I felt, you know, and they were all, all these artists have been down South America, whatever the La La Palooza is of South America doing, and that's that's where it happened. But I just thought, you know, felt for because uh, I think. The music world is pretty small, and people were pretty affected. And of course, Dave Grohl. This is now the second time for him with uh, Kurt Cobain's taking his own life, mm. you know, from Nirvana, and now he loses his drummer, his guy, Taylor Hawkins. So Grant put together just uh, some people talking about him. I think we have music and. I don't know what else really. Yeah, we've got this one right now. We'll start out with this is where uh, Stuart Copeland and uh, the police, Jack Black, Paul McCartney, they were honoring him when he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2021. So this is just a little fun tribute of that. Taylor is in that John Bonham school of drummer. Not the persnickety stuff, but the basic fundamental where every time it sounds very important. Taylor has the toughest job because he's the drummer in a band that includes the greatest drummer alive. And he's got technique that Dave only dreams about. You're gonna be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Foo Fighters. First, I'd like to thank Dave. None of this would happen if it wasn't for Dave. This thank you for letting me be in your band. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Allison, my beautiful children, Shane Hawkins, Annabelle Hawkins, Everly Hawkins. I love you guys so much. Thanks, everyone. Just, yeah. Love, he just was, I just feel so bad about this one. And we didn't, it did get lost. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about 
uh, his his music. And Bradley, I don't know if you've ever seen the Foo Fighters in person, but they're an amazing band. No, so I haven't. Fun. But, you know, uh, one thing I learned about my partner early on was that he's a huge Foo Fighters fan. And, oh. you know, he, of course, like everyone, was shocked and saddened. But I um, I didn't really know much about the Foo Fighters. That's not my, like, lane of music. But one of the yeah. things I've learned as a result is, like, how many other musical acts he was involved in. Yeah, right? It's more set. He was involved yeah. with. I mean, I'm with you there. I am not the biggest Foo Fighters crazy fan, but I have because of this and uh, and, and Dave Grohl and just over the last few years, I there is quite the fall. I mean, these guys yeah. are huge, yeah. huge. They have so, so many good songs. Mm-hmm. And, are you a big fan, Lori? Like, yes, yes, yes. And and wow. a lot a lot of other famous people are. And there's another piece of audio that I want to play where this was okay. on stage tributes to Taylor Hawkins. And the one that hits me the most is Miley Cyrus. We hear from mm-hmm. Elton John slash. We've got Miley Cyrus and Wolfgang Van Halen. And you'll hear. And it is refer- this after he's passed? This, this is, is they, know they found out that he passed, and so this is when they found out on okay. stage what oh, wow. they said. And oh, Miley's okay. is really interesting. So check this out. Okay. All was good with the world, and I had the most beautiful, quiet day, and it was lovely. And then I got on this morning to see that Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters had passed away, and I was so shocked because he was one of the nicest people you could ever met, and one of the greatest drummers. We lost a really close friend of ours uh, last night. This year. Uh, Taylor Hawkins, drummer of course from the Foo Fighters. He was a really good friend, kick-ass drummer, a lot of fun to be around. We had to make this emergency landing and the first person that I called was Taylor because he was already at the festival. That would have been the time that I would have gotten to see my friend and I did it. So it makes me really sad. Mm, yeah, that's right. Because uh, Miley was at the same festival, festival. and remember mm. she did the emergency landing because like an engine went out or something. No, she got struck by lightning. The plane was lightning. struck by lightning. Didn't somebody else just get struck by lightning too? That their plane had to land. I don't know. No. I know hers did, and yeah. she ended up canceling yeah. the her performance there for that because oh. of the the trauma. But yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, reach out to your people, people, even the ones that seem like they're good, just to checking in. Oh, I sure. think um, that was one of the moving things about Jessica Chastain's speech mm-hmm. that, you know, was completely overshadowed. But she brought up, you know, that suicide had touched her family and that people were really struggling over the last two years and putting a brave face. And I don't know what all exactly she said, but I remember just, just going, oh, that is like so... Sweet, we should all remember that. Yeah, and it's easy to bring up, like, you know, she referenced the, the there's a lot of legislation that's going on around the country that's affecting, um, you know, people's individual lives. And I love when, when celebrities will make it real, like uh, apply it to actual people, because it's easy to forget that those things involve, you know, you can talk about suicide in general, but when mm-hmm. you remember that it's involving actual people and then we can all look around in our own lives and make sure that, you know, that our yeah. loved ones are okay. Right. And and I don't know. I probably I'll bet you anything with Taylor was, you know, accidental. You yeah. know, didn't didn't mean didn't mean to happen, but now there's just this huge hole in the music world and and you feel for his family and everything, but he really inc- incredible drummer and really I really loved his long blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just one of those good-looking drummers that you know people have crushes on bradley well i mean uh, musicians in general just are instantly sexy in my world because like they're talented it's like a real thing you know like we show up turn on a mic and go yeah but these people sit down at an instrument and make you know the most amazing music and i'm just you know completely awestruck 
We yeah. are. We are. All right. Listen, uh, we're going to have Grant's yeah. random. Just one thought, though. We're just going to oh, go on one just direction. One grant. We're going to go down a di- yeah, a little fun little path of randomness. So we'll yeah, have some fun. So I like that. We'll, we'll be right back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. We are but going today. It's Grant's random thought. Yeah, we're gonna. My random thought was uh, came from. I just saw an article today, and I'm as you guys have learned over the little bit of time here. I'm a collector, more of the sports mm-hmm. memorabilia, but the movie prop industry is huge, huge, huge money. And today mm-hmm. we learned that in the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man's oil can has sold for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at auction wow it's from the 1939 classic so how many were there total like four or five uh i think there were a couple but this particular one i know one of them is in a museum this the one particular do you know bradley how many were there were why do you ask because i'm a homosexual who loves judy garland sure yeah no i actually exactly right (laughs) I, know. I don't I don't actually know. I, I get this sense, though. I read the TMZ article that there were very few. It's not like the Ruby Slippers or like the other bits of Hollywood memorabilia where there's like five of everything. Yeah. Yeah. This mm-hmm. one, there were very, very limited numbers. So still two hundred fifty thousand dollars for wow. an oil can that will sit down in some, you know, she cave, a man private cave, collection? whatever. Private collection. Yes. It, it went to a private collection. So it was probably Jeff Bezos. It was yeah. <laughs> it was previously displayed at the Academy of Motion Pictures Museum, which we've talked about this. This would be fun to go see. This new is this the one they they the showed Wanda, off during the Oscars? I don't know. Yes, Wanda Sykes had yeah. the tour of that, mm-hmm. and it makes me so mad because um, Debbie Reynolds, when mm. MGM went oh, bankrupt God. in the eighties, she bought she bought everything. All the guys, she was horrified. Nobody that there wanted wasn't it. Nobody wanted it. She bought it for a long time, or for however long the Debbie Reynolds Casino was open in Las Vegas. She had them on display, but she ended up having to sell that collection because it was costing her like $2 million a year to store all of it. It's like one of the biggest tragedies ever. I read, uh, yeah. if you re- listen, well, I listened to her autobiography because she reads it and it's just delightful. Mm-hmm. And it's just gut-wrenching to think that this beautiful one-of-a-kind collection and giant piece of Hollywood history was all together, and now it's Mm -hmm. just been sort of like... Sense. Gone to the wind. Gone to the wind. Lori, did you ever go to her casino? Sorry, Grant. I'm totally... I love it. Go for it. No, I I didn't. But Julie and I did um, take a tour of the Liberace Museum when it was in a strip mall. And that's not open anymore either, right? No, that got... The the estate didn't want to pay because Grant it literally was like a T strip of a a, a strip mall, you know. Mm-hmm. All, so as the stores vacated, and that's how Graceland started the strip land, the strip mall across the street. Just okay, this became the guitar room. This became mm. the piano, you know. And so yeah, the they it costs a lot of money to store that. It's too bad it took them so long to build that damn museum. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I definitely want to go check out. So I just brought to you guys a couple very, very iconic things that were sold for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if okay. you're so, let, let's start out with just Star Wars fans. So you know lightsabers, right? You know, and and the most popular one would probably be like Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. So Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. There were two or three of these lightsaber handles that were made, 
and two of them were purchased by the prop uh, by a person within the movie a movie producer Gary Kurtz. But the first one he purchased in 2008 was two hundred forty thousand dollars. But the tw- uh, the <laughs> second one he got in 2017, which shows how much they go up. $450,000 for Luke Skywalker's just a metal handle lightsaber. Doesn't wow. even glow. Doesn't I was going to say it's probably just like a pipe that's spray painted or something. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they pretty much are. They're pretty insane. So wow. now, have you guys have heard, have you heard of Robbie the Robot by chance? From Is, night, it's the, invis, it's, uh, it's from the uh, on-screen appearance. Lost in space or something? It, no, no, that's that's uh, Will Robinson's uh, oh, robot. Yeah, this yeah. is from The Invisible Boy and Forbidden Planet in 1956 and 57. Now, this is said to be the highest paid prop, and it's an ugly, god-awful robot, forgive me, $5.3 million. It was sold in the Bahamas auction in 2017. Wow. So it's a seven-foot-tall prop that just stands there and looks obnoxious. So $5.3 million, That is so far the most expensive one I could find. But here's some fun ones. Now, Marilyn Monroe, the famous dress, right? You guys know about the famous the dress. The one where she's over the subway grate, the Ye- white one? Yes. This one with uh, the white number. Uh it netted an eye-popping $4.6 million at auction in 2011. Wow. The seller uh, was the late actress Debbie Reynolds. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And I was going to say, yep, she and owned that dress. She owned it, and it did not say who you know, bought it, a private buyer bought You know, back to, I'm sorry, I just can't let go of the Debbie Reynolds <laughs> uh, collection. The My understanding is that when she had that Vegas casino, that she had a show, and it would bring yes. out panels of these iconic Hollywood outfits, costumes, probably the Marilyn Monroe dress, sort of like mm-hmm. staged for each movie. And the, these panels would sort of like fly, you know, out onto the stage and then they would give an, a, you know, a discussion about it and then go on to the next one. And I just, oh, my heart breaks that we'll never get the chance to, to like sit in the audience and watch, you know, Hollywood history fly by. Oh, yeah. She- oh, I know it. And didn't she, Bradley, have like a, a she had rotten husbands that oh, blew through yes. her money. Yes, did- she had horrible yeah. taste in men. Mm-hmm. Or at least mm-hmm. we can say that she had good taste in really horrible men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a. Here's a fun one for fans of Steve McQueen. The Le Mans suit sold for $336,000 at an auction in 2017, and it was sold to a private buyer as well. So a racing suit from Steve McQueen's Le Mans, $336,000. Now, the Chitty Chitty wow. Bang Bang wow. car. This is fun if you're fans of Chitty Chitty Bang oh, Bang. Oh, yeah, I loved Yeah, the brass era inspired car sold for eight hundred and five thousand dollars, which is a bargain considering it was estimated at one to two million dollars when it was sold back in two thousand eleven. Now, if I bet you that car is sold today, ten years later, I would bet it's two to two point five billion dollars. Did Jay Leno buy that car? Right. Uh, it does. It does not no, say it who another say. private buyer, but that would not surprise me if it's in his little collection. He's got a lot of interesting uh, vehicles. Oh yeah, that it, is for sure. His, his collection, collection is absurd. Did you guys know about the Audrey Hepburn Breakfast at Tiffany's dress at all? Did you know about this dress? No, no. we want to know. Yeah. So this dress, it was uh, an iconic. Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's a Givenchy, Givenchy look. That's Givenchy. Givenchy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm still learning the my talk language here. A Givenchy look, and it was auctioned off at the 2006 in 2006. And it was by war. It was a sleeveless black satin gown, and it sold for around nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's like an iconic that that poster of her, you know, in that dress with like the cigarette holder is, you know, the Ben and every like college girls. girls. Yep, that's the dress they're referencing. College dorm. Yeah. I, I like I like uh, that. So basically, if you do get the money together to buy something like this, it, you're it's it's an investment. If you've got you know idle money, you know money hanging around because it seems like everything always sells. Like you, you're going to make money if yeah. you do sell it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Here we go. Here's we a- don't have it. We don't have that money, but Joy and I have threatened to buy a tooth here, a lock of hair there. A tooth? Well, those have been for sale. What would yes. you, Bradley, what well, would Well, I own one of Zac Efron's outfits. I was going to ask you, what would you pay for Zac Efron's swim trunks? Well, I'm not going to tell you what I paid for his outfit, but uh, it was from Bad Grandpa. You remember that movie? Oh, great movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. It's in a box in my room. Not weird at all. <laughs> no, I, I have no, Joe Mauer's pants. I have his jersey. Oh, do you really? I have I have enough clothes to fit Joe Mauer's entire baseball wow. career. So if you want to talk about creepy, <laughs> mine's Joe Mauer. Yours is uh, Zach Efron. So yeah, well, what do you expect? There we go. All right. Well, thanks for letting me What's do that. Word on the roads. The roads. Ro- we have to get back to the topic of conversation about. Uh, Will Smith and uh, walking up and slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, and I, I do, I do think he wrote a, a well-crafted apology as people did. But it, it, his biggest moment is forever tainted by his own regrettable actions, and I can imagine well that he is embarrassed. And our friend Shaletta Brundage from Shaletta makes me laugh is joining us. Shaletta, how are you, darling? Hi, Shaletta. Hey, you two. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm still in Hawaii broadcasting so and making my silly videos. You know what? I'm sick of it. I'm about to block her on social right? media. I promise to God because every time I look at her and I'm over here cold and, and she's flashy, and she's smiling and, sun, and she's laughing. I'm blocking her, I'm blocking her on social. <laughs> Rightly oh, so, right. but we love it. We do. I, I do love the little bits of sunshine she sends our way. I do, too. And, and I love to see the photos. I'm like, what is she going to have on today, Jesus? So I have been doing oh. a little low-key stalking. I ain't going to lie. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, I'm, I'm glad, Shleta. It's a pleasure to make you laugh, too, because you make people laugh. And I know you probably, I mean, you are a local person that a lot of people like to see, get your hot take on things. And um, 
Uh, I don't know. I know you've, you're pretty busy with your four children, so maybe you watched the Oscars on DVR and delay like I did. No, but... we were watching it live because oh, they were showing, um, you know, the Encanto songs. Mm-hmm. We talk about Bruno all the time over here, okay, at the Brundage Estate. So we were waiting all night for that song, and then we got surprised mm-hmm. when Meg the Stallion was doing like a remix to the song. And, you know, I'm from Houston. Three of the kids were born in Houston, so we watched Meg, like, grow up. So it was like a double treat for us. So we were watching it in real time because we were waiting on Bruno. Shaletta, I didn't know this about, I'm sorry, really side note. I didn't know you were from Houston. Can I ask where? Because I I came from Houston before I I got to Minneapolis. Oh, my God. I am from Fifth Ward, Texas, a proud resident of the Nickel. I uh, grew up in Sharpstown, so hello. Shut up, yep. neighbors. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sidetrack. So you were watching with your kids because I know there were some people who were kind of like, they. why didn't they have the Encanto songs on a little bit earlier mm. or whatever? Yeah, that, that really upset me. My kids didn't get to bed until 10, 15. Mm. I was like, now they know damn well these kids are waiting up all night to see we don't talk about Bruno. And they wait all that time. And I, and I understand. We we all understand, y'all, how it works. You know, you save the best for last. You know folks are going to wait to watch Encanto, so you kind of push it back and tease to it. I get mm. it, but girl, my kids were just like dragging the next day. I, I bet. So, wow, well, you're sitting there with your kids and, I mean, you see this happen. The, the, the camera people obviously knew that Chris Rock was going to tell a joke that involved uh, Jada and and Will, because they captured Will laughing at the joke, and then Jada rolling her eyes, and I thought, well, she's not happy with that one, but I, I had wished they'd had the camera on when Regina Hall made the jab about their open marriage. Where was the cam- you know, no camera shot? And then he gets up and, you know, hard slaps him across the face. I mean, what did you say to your kids? First of all, girl, it was like herding cats. I was okay. like, oh, okay, hurry up and get out of here. And they were like, well, Mom, we thought you said we could sleep in your room. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, uh-uh, no, not tonight. Come on, but what about, I said, we'll do it We'll do it Monday or Tuesday. Come on, get out of here. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So I was trying to hurry up and get him out of the room because I saw that man's face. Mm. And I saw yeah. his wife's face. Mm. And sadly, I know exactly how she feels. Because? Um, y'all know I uh, used to have hair. You know me before mm-hmm. I started having kids, girlfriend, so you know yes. I used to have beautiful, thick, strong hair. And that fourth baby came, honey, and when he left the womb, he reached back and snatched out my hair follicles. Okay? <laughs> and okay. I tried for a whole year to get this hair back to the way it was. And this hair was like, girl, we can't do nothing for you. I had some bangs, girl, and I was asking the bangs to cover up the whole bald forehead. And the bangs one day looked at me and said, girl, we can't do it no more. We got a union, mm-hmm. and we are protesting. You got 10 strands of hair trying to cover your whole damn head. You're going to have to do something. Um, and so I went to um, Grooming House Barbershop in St. Paul um, after hours because my barber, Day-Day, is very sensitive and understands um, the importance of how black women feel about their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, our crown means everything. It's no coincidence that Madam C.J. Walker was the first female millionaire, black or white, just by mm-hmm. selling hair care products mm. to black women. That's, um, yeah, I keep waiting for a biopic on her. It, there's one. It's called Self Made. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. I was going to say oh, that, that sounds so familiar. 
thing. Yes, is that Whoopi yes, Goldberg in it? Um, 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 uh, produced by LeBron James and his production company, and it is so good. Tiffany Haddish is in it. Blair Underwood right. is in okay. it. Garrett Morris is in it. Girl, I'm telling you that 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 Madocus that that little miniseries was so good, girl. I just girl, I watch it like at yeah. least once a month. Now, Shaletta, yeah. you you know you said you you knew how she felt when you saw uh, you know the camera yeah. cut to her. How did you then feel watching the rest of the world react? Perhaps not you know, knowing it, how it she was felt. So funny because as a black woman whose hair has fallen out, I understand um, how sensitive that is. And Jada has talked about this, mm-hmm. and so many yeah. people know about her struggle and, and have experienced her struggle. I've been one of them. Um, you know, I I I don't ha- I work in radio now because I don't have hair. I've lost opportunities in this business because I, I used to have a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when my hair fell out, I lost that. I lost that opportunity because there are TV producers and executives and, and news directors who, when it happened to me seven years ago, felt like you know nobody wants to see a bald black woman on TV every night. They're going to be calling here, Shaletta, thinking you got cancer. We don't want to answer those questions. Oh, or can you just wow. wear a wig? I've, y'all yeah. know me. I've never covered up anything in my life, ever. I got yeah. on the radio and did a whole daggum uh, pregnancy test and then came back and told everybody I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, I, I remember I that. I live mm-hmm. my life out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you so know, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't wear this wig. So I've, I've seen, and, and this is not just me, guys. This is black women across the country. There's a price to pay when you wear your natural hair. There's a price to pay when you won't put the wig on, when you won't straighten your, your naturally beautiful, uh, tight, curly hair. You, you miss out on opportunities. So I can't tell you the money that's flown off my table that mm-hmm. I could be using to feed my family right now because I won't right. wig it up. That's something that white women don't understand. And that's why it's so important and why we're talking now is because we're friends. And and you want to make sure that the people who are watching this story and listening to it and and forming opinions and reactions understand the struggles of black women. Look, guys, we just had the Crown Act signed into legislation this week that Mm -hmm. says you can't discriminate against a black woman based on how she wears her hair. They had to make it legal to be beautiful and black. Yeah. And, and I want y'all to think about that as Jada sits mm-hmm. there and Chris Rock makes fun of her hair. Now, but two things can be true. Shaletta at the same time, right? Because Chris Rock did make the documentary bad hair for his daughters and he won an Oscar for it in 2009. So he knows Jada well has been better. rocking. I mean, Jada's been rocking her look, and he might have been like other people and just thought that's her, that's her choice. He might not have known that she had that alopecia, so I, two I things can be that. true. I believe Chris Rock knew. Okay. Um, listen, Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith have been in three or four movies together. He and Will um, have been on TV shows together. Black Hollywood is very tight. I mean, yeah. it's a very, very tight-knit community. So he knew this was an all-out insult. And I'm not going to give him a pass because if he didn't know, he should have. I've been doing comedy for 17 years, and I know and was trained up in this business that there is something called a professional courtesy where you, 
if you have a, a celebrity or someone of stature in the audience and you're about to slam on them, you say, hey, look, I got this joke. I want to tell it. I want to make sure that you're okay with it. You know, nobody out here is that edgy where they're just insulting celebrities. Dave Chappelle was talking the other day, and this before all this happened, about his Netflix special and how he went to Draymond Green and said, hey, I want to make a joke about your name. And, 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 and sounded it off, and Draymond said, sure. He gave the green light. Dave Chappelle used it in his Netflix special. Yeah, you know, Shaletta, That's how you do things. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was thinking about that in the sense that, you know, there was another moment during the Oscars telecast where Amy Schumer made a joke about Kirsten Dunst being a seat filler as she was talking was to her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pre-planned. Yeah, that was totally pre-planned. And so I think that, you know, that made me just think like, well, you know, obviously. So why couldn't Jada Pinkett Smith get the same courtesy? Exactly. And, and this goes back to something that is difficult to explain if you don't have a black friend and you haven't seen this happen to her. But so oftentimes black women are just often ignored or it's like our feelings don't count. Or it's like, oh, well, she'll get over it. Oh, it's just a joke. It's time out for degrading and dishonoring African-American women and brushing it off. It's just funny. You know, if they get think enough of this woman to say, we're going to do this joke, we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to do it, we're gonna, the camera's going to come to you, and, and, and everybody says it's okay, but then you're going to go over here and insult Jada Pinkett Smith when she has openly talked about alopecia and encouraged other women to come forward, take the wig off, and be their true, authentic selves? You won't give her that same courtesy? Why is that? It's well, time that we Shaletta, just take the veil off and talk about it and be honest. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, how much trouble is Will Smith in with his wife? Because he was laughing his you-know-what off until Baby, he saw her you face. And I don't know if y'all seen Tiffany Haddish, but she was like, this is the most beautiful thing i ever seen. And you got to go, I'm not going to say what she said, but you got to go and research the quote that she told Jada about what she needs to do for her husband when she gets home. Will Smith is good at the house. Trust. Trust. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you everything is fine at the Smith Estates. Well, and okay, I feel like well, there's going to be a time and a place when uh, Jada decides to share her side of the story. And um, I, I feel like she's going to have a lot to say, yeah, at the table. Well, she put out an Instagram post today said that, you know, and said that she was, um, you know, ready for healing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, just, I just have to say I don't, I don't think um, she's going to rehash it. That's just not ever been her style. Um, but, and Chris Rock, um, so far hasn't spoken out. Will, of course, gave his apology, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know, they, they show the reactions of everybody in the room, right? Mm-hmm. They showed, mm-hmm. um, no black women, um, in the react, the reaction. They showed no Lupita and so many other people. And, and, and I would like to challenge anybody who's putting pictures out to show the black women in the room and, and to see what their reaction was. No, we um, saw one woman. At that moment, Lupita was right no, by. No, he should not have hit him. But at that moment, no. I was very proud of him for standing for his wife and protecting her hmm. from from insult, from injury, from being degraded, disrespected, and dishonored. Now he should never have put his hands on Chris Rock. You know, no, if, if he, he wanted to not. go up there and have a word with him, if he wanted to uh, yell from his seat, uh, yeah. he should never have touched him. However, Chris Rock has, has, should never have been disrespectful to that man's wife. And as a black woman, so oftentimes in society, nobody stands up for us. Nobody says anything to protect us or to defend us. And I was like, yeah, 
defend your wife. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, he's he's in no trouble at home. Okay, all right. Well, and we'll we'll hear more about it at the table. But I, I feel I do feel bad for Will Smith in that that his biggest moment is forever tainted by his own regrettable actions, and that's too bad. That really well, is. I hate that, you know, that, that, that the light is not shining on his acting, but I'm glad that we're finally talking about um, what, you know, this conversation, because yeah. otherwise you yeah. and I wouldn't be talking right true. now. It's very we true. We wouldn't be having this conversation because, you know, my white girlfriends were like, oh, my God, this was just a joke. What is she so upset about? Oh, my God, why was he so angry? Why did he rush the stage? Well, you know what? When you have a black girlfriend, you can have these open and honest conversations and dialogue. So you can really understand why our hair is so important, what this insult meant, and how it's going to impact us going forward. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. Shaletta, I mean, and I think more listening needs to be done. So thank you for sharing with us today because, um, because I think people are getting perspectives they're not used to hearing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It's all about listening and understanding. And these conversations are hard to have. But if we don't have these conversations, change won't happen. I like to say change starts with a conversation. You know, you don't just get up and march. You don't just get up and protest. You don't get up and, and act the crown legislation. you got to sit down and start talking. And that's what we've been doing. Absolutely. It is. And Shaletta, thank you so much. But we are out of time because, as usual, we always run over with you. I know, girl. Y'all got to play them commercials. I love you. Hurry up and get home, girl, so I can kiss your face and hug you. (laughs) Okay, ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. And we'll have you back on for your new book that's coming out. We appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. All right. Love you guys. All right. Okay, talk to you later. Listen, we come back. We've got some amazing audio. Just a little clip from the Vanity Fair Oscar party to Hollywood Speak. What is the meaning of this? All right, so we never got to this yesterday, but um, Mark Malkin, and I I think he works for Variety now or The Hollywood Reporter, but he was uh, on the red carpet at the Vanity Fair Oscars party, and Julia Fox was there, Who and my goodness, her handbag was made of human hair, and she had a latex dress with, with a hand that was the claw, like, choking her around her neck. Did so, you see that? Yes, it was and so odd. The eyewear, or the eye mascara, is awfully... Well, that's her look. And, that's her signature look. Oh, that's a... That's her she look, created she was, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was puff, puff, passing, because, my God, her <laughs> eyes were so red, she needed Visine. But anyway, she... Serious glow down from, if you look at her picture from last year, serious glow down. But this made me laugh, and I just want to see if we can Hollywood speak what she says about writing a book. Really want to do that's your dream project? Oh my God, my book, of course. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give too much of it away because I am very superstitious, so I don't don't like to speak of things before they're finished. Um, But it's, 
um, so far a masterpiece, mm. if I do say so myself. So I hope that... Is it fiction? Is it a memoir? What is no, it? it's... um. You know, it was going, it was like a memoir at first, but now it's just like my first book, you know? What does that even mean? That'll be coming out soon. (laughs) What that means, what that means is she doesn't know what the hell she's doing, but she's delighted that she hasn't even, she hasn't even started yet. Yeah, I know. I love that she said superstitious. I thought it was like Julia for a second, but she's not a serious person and she is milking this Uh, happily all along the way. She's in on the joke and she's getting her bong hits in. Yeah, she is. She's like the person that's like, I'm showing up for something no one else is and I don't care because she knows that. She was there last year. She was at the Vanity Fair, the small party they had because she was in Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. (laughs) And seriously, if you looked at the side-by-side picture of her with her human hair bag and this clawed hand around her neck, and you see the outfit that she wore the year before. We call that a glow down. Yeah, that is definitely a glow down for sure. She couldn't remember okay, the name no. of the designer who made that I, I dress, either, by the way. But we just, a hand choking <laughs> is not a good look. He's like, he's German. His name is Hans. Hans. Okay, now this was very funny. I watched the audio of this. So Lady Gaga, after she was so classy and wonderful and lovely with Liza Minnelli at the Oscars presenting Best Picture, went to the Elton John um, party. Mm. And go, as she's enter, as she's going in or getting dropped off in her car, and she's um, Caitlyn Jenner approaches Lady Gaga, says, "Hey, Gaga, I haven't seen you in Malibu at Starbucks lately." <laughs> and Lady Gaga turns and says. I've switched, um, I've switched baristas and then just kind of Caitlin keeps talking and Lady Gaga, it's just like oh, billows of, so you know, shady. Down of taffetas <laughs> billowing as she's walking away. And I'm like, yeah, that's code for I am not talking to you and we're not friends. And did you see Like she gives her like the stinkiest of stink eyes. I didn't realize that was Caitlyn Jenner at first, because when I came across the video, I thought it was just, you know, Lady Gaga being, you know, a diva to some some rando. And then I realized because she's got her back to her. Caitlyn has her back to Lady Gaga. And then at the end, after she says it, she kind of rolls her eyes like, yeah, whatever. I am. We're not we're not friends. Yeah, you're not my inner circle and not a nail was broken and not any. Slaps were given, but no. my gosh, that was like a, an amazing brush off. I've switched baris- baristas. And what does that even mean, by the way? Do you do that? Okay, so in Malibu, there it's really a small, you know, there's this yeah. area called the, where the country market is, and it's where Starbucks is. There's just like a couple coffee. It's, a, it's just big homes, and, you know, I mean, there's not that many places, so people run into each other all the time yeah. at the Starbucks by the Country Mart in Malibu. I mean, Sam Elliott, Pierce Brosnan, you're, you will always see someone in Malibu if you go to this Country Mart uh, area. And maybe Lady Gaga actively avoids it and she employs her own barista because she got tired of encountering Caitlyn Jenner. Well, I just love that she has her own personal barista. You know, like, this is, no. this is Claire, and Claire is my barista. And before it was Charles, and uh, I got tired of Charles, so now I moved over here to... <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. yeah, I know it. Anyway, that was just a good, really a classy diss. Yes. Love it! 
Love it. Bradley, <laughs> thank you so much for staying two extra hours. That was really kind of you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome, sweetheart. Anytime for you. And please bring some sh- sunshine home. I'm thinking about what I'm good. Lady Exercise has up her, you know, bathing suit tonight. Fabulous. I'll be looking forward to it. Okay, bye.